0: You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre and today's episode is with the war and treaty. The first word that comes to mind when I think of the war and treaty is honest. If you're unfamiliar with the husband and wife band then don't worry you're about to get a true introduction to how this beautiful project came to be. Michael and Tanya are an inseparable pair who infuse sincerity and generosity within everything that they do. The project started after Michael returned to the States from serving in the armed forces in Iraq. From that initial meeting, they then went on to make an album called Healing Tide. It's an album full of heart, soul, and raw emotions that touch on all the different facets of life. On this episode, we go into how the album came to be, and we delve deeply into Michael and Tanya's story. We should definitely also let you know that this episode was recorded on a particularly hot day in New York, and because of that, we had no choice but to have the AC on. Um, You'll hear a little bit of it in the background, but trust me when I say it won't get in the way of you enjoying this experience. This is the 405 exchange with the Warren Treaty.
1: Enjoy. in your heart The to the hope you wanna feel with me You
0: release my fear. So the first time I experienced a War and Treaty show was last summer at the Newport Folk Festival. I had no idea who you guys were. And that was one of the most standout moments, not just the that festival, but that entire summer. And walking around the festival site, it was so clear that a lot of people felt the same way. Do you remember that, like, oh, Sean yeah. kind of there? Oh,
2: yeah, definitely. Very vivid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Newport was mm-hmm. special. Yeah. You know, I cut my phone off. Oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't grow up, um, like most of the, the artists in the Americana genre, I'm familiar with Newport uh, Folk Festival, but I was very familiar with the Newport Jazz. Yeah. And. Um, very eager to get anywhere close to that. So, when um, I started learning about the folk culture, the folk festival, you know, it was just like, man, I want to be a part of it regardless, you know, and, and to be able to perform there uh, alongside even Glenn Hansard, uh, Brandy Carlisle, uh, Leon Bridges, uh, some of the heroes the of today, um, was just very, very blessed.
0: That was one of my favorite moments actually, uh, being in the artist area working and then turning around and noticing you guys at Glen Hansard and totally f- like kind
1: of nerding out
2: around you. Yeah. That yeah. was really beautiful to see. Yeah, Michael loves he's, Glen he's, one he's of amazing.
1: My, one of my favorites.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. Same mm-hmm. here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's one of my uh, big heroes. Um, yeah. Growing up in the UK, and, yep. uh, and I used to go to Ireland a lot, it's one of those things where seeing a musician leave a mark like that, I imagine for musicians like you, it's inspiring to know that that's possible.
2: Yes. Definitely,
0: definitely. Um, I've been looking forward to this talk for quite a long time because, along with like seeing the new project, I got into your music. I learned about your story. Uh, there's going to be an intro to this, but I think it's so crucial that people get to hear how you guys got together in your own words, uh, doing this musical project because it is one hell of a beautiful story.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah we we met um, in Maryland, where I grew up. I would like to do things for the community, like um, giving away backpacks and. Uh, items for kids going back to school. <coughs> this particular summer, uh partnered with the young lady and we put together a festival called the Love Festival. And uh, we had uh, different artists to come and perform. The Winans were there, some of the family members were there. And Michael was one of the artists that uh, we booked for that event. And um, when I heard him sing, he just blew me away just listening to the lyrics of these songs and he was performing up there with the guitarist and they were just so honest and you, you know you've ever uh, seen an artist and you can just literally see what they're singing about it just looked like a movie screen like every every line I could visually see what he was talking about and as well as feeling what he was talking about and it just blew me away and I wanted to know him not just as an artist but as a person as well. Mm -hmm. michael do
0: you remember that quite vividly as well as she does
2: yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) that's
0: really (laughs) differently yeah (laughs) i think that's really magical because i mean obviously you guys are a couple and um, it shows on stage with how loving you are but like for people who don't get the chance to see you live and just listen to recordings i think that love very much comes across even on recordings which i think is very significant like you hear people talk about love, but to actually hear the feeling of it come across in a recording, that's mm-hmm. a really special thing as well.
2: Yes, it's very, it's very special when you can encounter um, encounter love. You always hear people say things like, um, you know, I have my heart broken. Love hurt me. Love didn't hurt you. The person that didn't know how to love hurt you, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so when you find somebody and you're very conscious of who you are, and the love that you're ready to get, and they're at a place where they're ready to give the same kind of love, it's easy to come together and really work it out, you know, figure out you know, where you all fit and, and blend together. It's like putting water in a bowl, pouring it in, it yeah. just blends eventually.
0: Exactly. You know? yeah. uh, so tell me this then, walk me a bit through the journey of when you arrived at the decision of, because it's one thing to make music and play shows, but it's very easy to stay in a city or a town and just do that and live regular lives. What do you think made you arrive to the decision that, like, this has to be our lives, this has to be our career?
2: I think it made it for us. Yeah. Actually, I knew I always wanted to do music, and I always wanted, ever since I was a little kid, it was just something that I was going to do. It was going to be either that or fashion or something where I could let out my creativity. And I think when we started, a friend of ours heard us sing together and heard our voices together and, you know, we're singing so we don't feel the magic that uh, she felt. She was like, you guys should really try doing this together. Did you hear that? And uh, we were like, no. And we just started, Michael started writing songs and he started sharing those songs with me and we started singing them together and maybe we were. <laughs>
0: and uh, I'd like to take a moment, I was going to check and bring the up later to talk about Michael. Um, I remember when I saw you guys uh, play at Radio City, you mentioned how you um, served in the military. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you for your service on that. because it. It's <laughs> really important. And yeah. I mean, that's an element to just the fact that, I'm sure you're always bombarded with this, but the fact that you lived a life like that and are now living a life like this now, where you're traveling, playing music, seeing people reacting, and getting to experience the love of your life, that's a really amazing thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think about my guys all the time, every time, all the time, you know, who I've had conversations with over there, and we were like, you know, when we get home, we're going to try this and try that, and I'm the only one that is able to make it home and try, but, you know, but I wanted to try, and, um, you know, I never get tired, ever get tired about talking about you know, military and the war, don't, because it's it's reason for me being here, you know, where I am today, and uh, just very grateful, humble, thankful to have had those experiences, you know. Yeah, I would definitely uh, <coughs> agree
0: with that. Uh, there's this uh, military historian that I love a lot named Karen Travis, and yeah. I really got into her when I was a teenager, you know her yeah, as well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and what blew me away reading her <coughs> books was how from a civilian standpoint I only have the visual insight of what a military is like but you read from someone else the perspective of being around that world and just seeing how much uh, brotherhood and family that's intertwined in that yeah, it's an yeah. indescribable thing
1: it is, it is it's, um, but that's also the most painful part about it because you get so close to someone and either you or that person could be here to get gone tomorrow you know and then uh, it's, it's over You know, like that's it. It's like you share dreams with each other, you share stories, secrets, about each other's families and then something like a little grenade or a bomb or a rocket explosion or something robs you of forever. And changes the scope of forever. And now you're you're left with a gaping wound. And nothing really heals. Nothing replaces it, It fills it much like Wallace, but when you lose in that kind of um, setting, it's, it's different, <clears throat> you know? No, it completely is. So, yeah. once again, thank you for that. Honestly, Thanks. It means Thanks, the world. Brother. Thank you. And um, I want
0: to ask this next question. Not It's going to sound like a weird segue. It's not necessarily <laughs> related to that. <laughs> but I couldn't help but wonder, like, when I saw you at Newport, heard the album, mm-hmm. and then saw you again at uh, Radio City, I mean, there's so much love on stage, it makes me wonder when you make music with your partner, do you feel like you learn more about them through that process? Like, do you feel like because you're writing songs and there's lyrics involved and emotion involved, do you feel like you learn more about each other just from writing music together?
1: It's funny, I write all of the War and Treaty material. Um, sometimes I'm thinking of Tanya as is, but most of the time I'm thinking of a character. Really? Yeah. It's just two characters, you know. Um, you have the characters on the stage, and then you have the characters off the stage. That that keeps it interesting, you know. So that it's not always about the entire. When we got a song like S.O.B., it's not about anyone in particular. It's about a character, somebody who has uh, allowed some outside influences to influence his relationship. You know, so I think that um, there are moments that's reserved just for the characters, and there's moments that's reserved just for your personal experiences, you know. And what's so cool about it is the audience never knows, you know, unless you you sit down with with me or something like that, and then I'll be able to say, well, that's not what that's really about. Like, Chief Jericho, you know, song we have that if you listen to the lyrics, it's very suggestive, It assumes a lot. But uh, it's, it's really about something completely different, you
0: know? So. Yeah. That's very interesting to me on that. <laughs> um, in a few weeks, it'll be about a year since you released your album, Healing Tide. A really beautiful album. Thank uh, you. And when you think about the time that's passed, uh, what do you think you've learned about yourself from not just making an album, putting it out into the world? Because you've had the chance to travel a lot, play to different audiences, and you're pretty much <laughs> living these songs out. like. How has that been? Like, what do you feel like
2: you've learned about yourself? Well, for me, I've been on this, like, love journey for a long, for a while, you know? And I've realized that there are people that feel just like I do. You know, it's, you can't read the headlines because it's not true. There are people that really are ready to explode in giving of themselves and getting and becoming better. You know, not just adults, but you have children. We had a bunch of children last night at our show are exploding with love. They just wanted to dance and touch and joy. I think people are are there. So I learned that, you know, you just have to follow your gut, you know, and just when you, whenever you feel like your thoughts or what you think or what you feel isn't right, it is, you know, it's that inner core that says to you, do it this way, you know, and I've learned to trust myself more so than anything This, this year has shown me that the decisions that I've made to like let certain parts of me go or certain styles of music go and uh, certain images that I have of myself go that doing that was the best thing I could have ever done. You know, walking into a new me. You
0: know? In a way it's like you're describing gaining a sense of like inner freedom through your own craft. That's a beautiful thing. Yes,
2: there's a, there's a freedom that the War Trees music and Michael's writing has given me. and. Um, you know i was a writer too before um, and i still write i write at my own convenience i don't really necessarily have to do it now you know for the group but uh there's it a freedom the that i have um, not just as an artist but as a woman and i think the world is starting to feel that It's starting to feel where women are roaring you know in a different way and when i'm on that stage it's it's not about being pretty it's about letting go and being free and being whimsical and being all the things that they say a little black girl shouldn't be (laughs) you know I'm that and and I'm good with it it's exciting
0: yeah and you're like beyond making it work like here you are in New York about to play a show in just a couple hours and it's a beautiful thing to be where you guys are now where you know people are going to come like that's a really cool thing
2: it's humbling and um we, did we it. don't know. Yeah, we we don't know because we don't, sure. I never know. <laughs> no, you, know I'm, yeah. I'm be,
1: you know, it's so interesting because what I so I've learned something completely different than what I has learned. I've learned the restraints. I've learned the problems. I've learned the halts, the bumps in the roads. I've learned what they look like, and they look different for me with my skin tone than they do for someone else. So I've learned. I've learned how popular fights have become. You know, how profitable it is to pick up the fight of the LGBTQ community or to pick up the fight of all Black Lives Matter. I've learned the impurities of it all. You know, and I've learned that it's the same issues we have today that we had yesterday. You can't place one thing down to pick one thing up. You know, and um, I shame these fights. That feel that in order for it to be relevant you have to put one thing down and raise one thing up you know my hero of all time is Dr. Martin Luther King um, because he kept his focus on the justices of equality the right side of it what it can do for us if we decide to work together instead of uh, aiming so much of the blame and the problems because the white man won't allow me to speak. This is how I'm going to be. You know, instead of saying... I don't want to speak. I want to talk. It's different. You know, because if I tell you... Ken, I want to talk with you. Versus I want to speak to you. When I when I give you that, that kind of tone... I want to speak to you. That means I have something to say that you don't. You know, so... This album alone, *Healing and Tide, um, has uh, opened my eyes to uh, the restraints, and it's allowed me to think deeper and fight differently moving forward. Okay. So our next record will say a little bit of something else.
0: And, you know, just to kind of extend what you were saying about Martin Luther King, I think what's really important about having him as a hero is that, obviously, he's a civil rights uh, hero and, like, you know, just a master in that sense. Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people forget is that even though he was fighting for the freedom of black people in America, Mm -hmm. after uh, the segregation (coughs) act, he immediately turned his eyes to... Working class people, people yeah. who just did not have money. And that mm-hmm. encompasses such a wider breath than just black people. And yeah. it's, it says a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's nationwide. Yeah. It's, a, it's a worldwide, you know, the thing that I, I stand on the stage and, and preach night after night is for us to be reminded that we belong to one race. Mm-hmm. It's the human race. And somehow we've compartmentalized the idea that God had when He created man. We've compartmentalized it and we've seg- segmented it to say that if you're dark, this is who you are. If you're light, this is who you are. If you're white, this is who you are. If you're black, this is who you are. Instead of understanding that, man, we're all one race with many flavors to us. Like ice cream, Napao ice cream has three different flavors, but it's still ice cream. You know, and and, and, and we, we, we've, we've broken it down even in territories. Listen to that word, territories. United States, the borders, Mexico. Africa, you know, Africa has broken itself up in so many different ways. Europe, period, Asia. Um, instead of understanding, I man, this is our world. This is our world, not one person's world. It's our world, yeah. and we have to get back to that kind of narrative. Because if we feel the responsibility of our world, we'll take care of each other. Yeah. You know, and um, that's where where I am.
0: I think what's really beautiful what you're doing and what you've done is the fact that war Tree treaty shows, from what I've experienced, it very much facilitates everything that you're talking about in the yeah. sense that people come to the space, they see you perform, and they very much, there's a sense of abandon of reckless and terrible ideas mm-hmm. where people very much are getting in touch with their humanity, and mm-hmm. they, the music encompasses that. It's who,
2: it's, it's who, definitely who I am, who, you know, Try to walk into that. It's not an act, you know. If we have a bad day, you're gonna know it. You know, if we have a good day, you're gonna know it. That's a part of humanity, you know. And my one of my greatest heroes is Mother Teresa. It was all about love, and she wasn't this pie in the sky Pollyanna type person. She dealt with the facts. She dealt with what was real, and she dealt with hard times. But it was done in love. And I think that's where you know what our message is. It doesn't have to be Pollyanna. It doesn't have to be oh everything is great. But we deal with hard issues, but you do it in love. You talk about segregation, but it's done in love. You talk about civil rights, but it's done in love. You talk about the division and all the different the inequalities, but it's still done in love. And at the end of the day, whenever you do anything in love, it brings humanity together. You know, you don't have, you can't feel the negativity when you come to a show because even if we have to say something hard, it's said in love. You know. If you don't know show you come to yeah. you,
1: you might feel it. We yeah. one place, you know, it's yeah. we went to yeah. one place, and uh, it was not receptive of the message. And, and that's just it what they love. was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually did not say it in love. I, I said it, and I had a, um, a sharp aim, a sharp aim to where I wanted that, to, where I wanted it to hit. And it didn't matter, you know, like. When you start seeing, uh, somebody taught me a term called righteous indignation. When you see something, you know, like uh, when you just see it for what it really is, you have an opportunity to s- say, "Okay, so," no, no, or to make sure that they understand that we will not tolerate that behavior
2: here. And Fish. that
1: is hmm. what. That is what really is when you decide that you have to combat this you know and i think that that's where our world is confused because you know you can get the point whether i'm holding a weapon or not you get the point if i'm serious about this or not you know um will leave it at that it's <laughs> yeah, very true i have to let you go here but before i do i just wanted to ask one
0: more thing uh, i mentioned how i saw you guys are in the uh, radio city One of the most beautiful shows I've seen in that room It really was amazing I just have to know how it was for you I mean obviously that's a a massive achievement For any musician but like Do do you remember that night fondly?
2: Oh I definitely do I remember I think I was about 24 And I was signed to an executive At that time And they were like what's the first thing you want to do I said I want to go to Radio City Music Hall And perform and they took me Maybe two weeks later to see uh, uh, Tony Braxton Oh, wow. I remember sitting there in the front row seat, just saying to myself, "Wow, I, I just wonder if I ever have the opportunity to do that." And to be on that stage with with Michael and doing those songs and um, opening for the great Al Green, you know, let's just stop there. A true icon, you know, an icon of music was just, you know, so much history just ran through my mind and my and my head, and, and i was just very humbled by the opportunity. So as that Michael, yeah. I
1: had different experience. I mean, I, I, was, I, was so, I
2: was, I was, I was
1: so excited. You know, I mean, again, you work hard towards these moments, and just being honest, you know, you play it out in your head. Like, uh, I mean, and, and one of the disappointments for me was Al Green, uh, because uh, you know, you 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 play it out in your mind that uh, you're going to meet your hero. You know, and, and, and you'll meet this person, and this is what it is. But for whatever reason, his prerogative is not prerogative. You know, just um, snap shot. You know, and didn't have a chance to sit and ask questions or, or just get words of encouragement, or words of wisdom. You know, unlike uh, I had an opportunity to do it with Mumford and Sons. You know, and I think that that, again, but that comes with the territories of what I'm talking about, like knowing your responsibility as uh, as someone who has broken past a mold or a ceiling and realizing that this next generation is coming up, we have to remember that we, no matter what, as long as there's air in your lungs, your responsibility is to teach. Your responsibility is to pass along. You know, and that's all, That's honestly, that's all that's in my mind at this moment is literally taking each moment, seizing the opportunity and making sure that that little eight-year-old boy named legend sitting outside understands what's happening out here you know and so that's what all i thought about and then i when i when i was able to uh, do the soldier stand on that stage uh, it was one of uh guys uh, who i served with one of his dreams was stand on radio city stage and uh so stand up there and look at that spot like feeling his presence made up for everything else I felt. That makes sense? No, completely. Okay.
0: That is honestly a beautiful way to end this talk. Guys, okay. thanks for the okay. <laughs> day of time to chat. I'm really glad I got you <laughs> Thank you. Me. I really thank do appreciate it. You thank for thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank
2: you. for getting our Absolutely. story out. <laughs> Absolutely. And
1: I walk away from my past and present sin every skin Yo ha